So we've been in the talking about the government of the kingdom because how many of you guys learned something new from that that you didn't know so far? Just like five of you. Four of you yeah. did. Okay, great. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> how many of you guys came from a pastor model where the pastor was everything? Like, yeah. It, it really opens up a lot when you're like, oh, God actually has an entire body and we all work together. So we talked about, you know, that God has elders. That's where we are. We're not pastors. We don't go by that name. If you call us pastor, we're probably not even going to respond because we don't need titles. That does not, you don't do things for titles. You can say whatever you want, but God calls, God places. Yeah. So we're elders, which means it's our job to oversee a local body, a church. Um, that means it's our job to preach, to speak the word, you know, and we give an account for you guys. So we pray for you. Those, that, that's our job. And then you have, we're going to be in the fivefold today. You know, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. We need to know that those are not positions. You can't just call people and be like, well, you're really prophetic, so you're the pastor of the house. Oh, you're really evangelistic, so you're the evangelist. Man cannot call that. It says they are a gift of Christ. They are called by Christ, dream, vision, whatever it is, called by Christ. Acknowledge that man, which means you're probably operating in that, and other people recognize it. You cannot be self-appointed, can you? And... And then usually there's a time frame of that. You've got to get equipped. You don't just get to be like, oh, I'm going to do this, equip, prepare. And so we talked about what the fivefold is, and, and not every church has it all the time. Sometimes you have Jonathan came in. We talked about that he is an operating fivefold um, prophet, and that our goal is to be fully equipped, but we don't just do it because we don't have something at the time. We grow, we equip, we ask God to send what we need for our church. Amen? Amen. All right, and so, um, and today we're going to be in that spot. Last week we talked about deacons and elders and what their role is, and we've seen that our deacons, we unshunned Jordan. <laughs> but that their role is to support the elders, to help the, the operations of the church, as you see when the microphone went out. Jordan's like, I got it, got, it, got the next one ready, um, because I'm kind of making it hard for him and going no headset to handheld. So um, we talked about all the different things that they do, and today we're going to do just prophets and apostles, and then next week we're going to talk about um, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Does that sound good? So, all right, if you guys turn to Ephesians 4, uh, verse 11, we'll read this real quick, and then we'll, we'll get into it. And uh, it says, Christ gave the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the for the work of the ministry, yes. for building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of faith, mm -hmm. of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may be no longer children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head of the church, who is Christ. So what what Paul is talking about is this, is the fivefold gifts are gifts to the church so the church can mature. Yes. They're not gifts to the church. They're not appointed to the church so they can rule over the church. They are the foundations of the church to help the church grow, become mature, become one, and become unified so Christ can return. Yep. It says in, it says in the scripture that uh, when the church becomes spotless and blameless, or this church needs to be spotless blameless. and blameless, and when Christ will return when we have unity. Mm -hmm. And there, I don't see a whole lot of unity in the body of Christ these days. We got people who say this. Denomo, and we be, it doesn't mean to know. divide the nations. Yeah. We got too many denominations going after each other. You know, we got, you, you go on YouTube and you find anybody who says, 
one thing about this pastor and or another thing about this leader and they have conversations about why this church is wrong and this church is wrong and i don't see unity in the body when we when we do that we have too many too many um, armchair critics in the body of christ and they sit behind a camera and they tell people what they think is right but they actually don't um go to the word of yeah God. they don't actually allow people to find out for themselves and too many people are, are following people because of they've watched something or heard something on a podcast or YouTube or something like that. And instead of actually studying the word of God out mm -hmm. to find out what God says about his church mm -hmm. and what he has called his church to be. That's good. So we look at the fivefold and I'm going to, I got all my notes here cause I trying to read them myself, but I don't know if I can read my own handwriting, but um, <laughs> so if we look at Christ's life, Christ was the fullness of the fivefold. Mm -hmm. He was all of those yes. fulfilled on earth. That's why he can, he is the one to set in yes. because he was complete in every one yeah. of them. So his ministry was the best example of the fivefold. He was a, a prophet. He was an evangelist. Um, if you look at Isaiah 61, he quotes Isaiah 61 and he says, the spirit of the Lord has come upon me to preach good news to the poor. Mm -hmm. that's, that's him stepping into that um, evangelist ministry when he was, because he would preach good news to the poor mm -hmm. and he would teach his disciples. So he was the fullness of the fivefold and, and those gifts are from Christ because they yeah. are part of who he is. Christ gave us... Uh, a gift that yeah. is part of himself, not just, oh, here's a free gift. Good luck figuring out. We can go back to Christ, look at Christ. People are like, well, how do I know what the fivefold, how the fivefold operates? Look at Christ's life. Yeah. Look at Jesus and how he operated on the earth. He had the spirit of prophecy. He had the, he was an evangelist. He was a teacher. He was, he was a shepherd. He said, I am the good shepherd. And he was an apostle because what did he do? He went out and he into territories that were hard for the gospel to be, to flourish. And he created new avenues and new rivers mm -hmm. for the gospel to come in yeah and you know just when we think about that sometimes we have characteristics in the fivefold we should all carry some characteristics of the fivefold yeah. and so we talked about that that you know gifts of the holy spirit are different than call of into the into the fivefold like we call it an office or or, or you could call it a position or whatever it is but it's from god and i, I was starting to look at this um Fivefold, you know, we've talked to you that it's to equip the body to grow up. How many guys, you know, I loved my kids when they were toddlers, but if I still had to change my kids' pants right now, I'd be mad. I would be too. As a body of Christ, we need to get mad and say, I'm done giving grown people milk. I need to, but it's our job. We have to actually give you food. We can't give you the same thing over and over, right? Like when we spoke, when we studied through Galatians, I said, guess what I'm not going to speak about in Galatians? I'm not going to talk about the fruit and the spirit because that's the beginning that everyone wants to talk about, but there's more in there. Galatians is really about get your crap together. Y'all are not listening to what I said and taught. It's not, we make it sound really nice. Oh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That little song, that sounds really nice, doesn't it? But that wasn't what Galatians was about. And so that's what he's saying is don't just give them a little bit. Give them my word. Grow them up because when you are grown, you can go out and you can share the word because your life becomes the word. Who you are becomes the word of God. And you know what? People come into the kingdom because they've met you because you carry the spirit of the Lord. Okay? So the fivefold, that's what we do. It's meant to equip the body. So when you have either someone come in or someone's in the fivefold that is in your local church sitting, whatever it is, they are there to equip the body. That's their job. They need to teach and train, and basically they become that gift. Yep. And so they are definitely servant-hearted and minded, and they create freedom. They don't tell you what to do. They give you the tools so that you can be like, 
wow, that's what the word of God says, and I want to follow the word of God if you, if and you give you look, freedom. Sorry, yeah, you go. If we, you look at the fivefold, um, it's a, a representation of Jesus, and it said mm -hmm. Jesus was mighty in word and deed. Yep. The, what what oh, he like spoke that. was mighty. They said, you know, people would hear him speak, and they're like, he speaks with power. He speaks mm -hmm. with authority, and that's what Jesus did. He was mighty in word and in, in what he said, but also what he did, yes. and that's what the fivefold is there for, is to be mighty in word and deed like Jesus was. But um, a brief, I just want to read this to you, and Come I'm on. sorry. I threw no, this you're in good. Here. You know, I want to share. So this week, we've been both, you know, we know that we're, we're doing this message together this month about the kingdom. But this week has been like, I don't know what God's going to say. Last night, I'm like, I don't know what God spoke to you. God spoke this to me because I don't know who's showing up tomorrow, who needs what. And God, we plan. And then God also takes it and says, we're going this direction. And we've just really tried to hear from the Holy Spirit of where we're going. So um, he's like, I wrote mine down. And I put mine on here, and we're trying to mesh it together the way God wants. So bear with us today because I think Jesus God is doing something specifically. Jesus will filter it out for what, what needs to be heard and what doesn't need well, to be heard. Well, so. specifically, we know that, you know what, first comes the Holy Spirit. Our order, you want to have order, but you want to have the Holy Spirit. You want to hear from the Holy Spirit trumps all the things you want to do. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Ephesians 4, basically, the fivefold is to equip, build up, and give is a grace gift to the mm -hmm. church. Um, they are word ministries. They help create mm -hmm. a momentum for the church to grow. Yep. Um, an apostle, I'm gonna give you a couple definitions here. An apostle helps you grow up. Um, a prophet helps you wake up. An evangelist get, helps you get up. Um, a shepherd will help you heal up. And a teacher will help you study up. It's mm -hmm. just a quick, you can leave it at that. But what it really means is this, is an apostle will activate your giftings, will help find you and help activate things. And help, excuse me, it helps activate the church in the local area that they're in. Um, a prophet will help you awaken to what God is doing. Will give help you, you insight. Yep, help you hear from God. Um, so, oh, sorry, left the one. A, a apostle likes to plant churches, but not everybody that plants churches is an apostle. I think they like to plant things of yes, God. They like, they like to go into areas and tear down strongholds in yep. the area and rebuild strongholds for the kingdom of God. Yep. They, te they tear down the enemy's strongholds. They destroy what's going on. They say, you know, okay, there's, there's spirit of this, Put spirit of this. We're going to work on tearing these areas down so we can build up the kingdom of God in that area. Mm -hmm. um, a prophet likes to do, to activate people. They love to activate people and get them into their calling. Um, an evangelist likes to apprehend people. Uh, <laughs> and he does. Think about this. When, when we are, we, before we were born again, we were living the life we wanted to live, and the Holy Spirit comes in and he apprehends our heart. He's, he's there and he, he says, you know, hey, you. I need you. And he takes hold of us you. and he brings us to where Christ has us. Um, but an evangelist is someone who apprehends. He's the one that goes out and finds stones and makes them living stones mm -hmm. so we can build the church up. Um, a shepherd pastor, and okay, if I say pastor, I mean shepherd. If I say shepherd, I mean pastor. We just use that pastor term too much in our culture. Um, a shepherd likes to affirm. He is the one saying, you can do it. I'm behind you. They're the cheerleader of that person saying, I love you. You can do it. You're, you know, they're the, they're the moral support. They and love Matt is not a pastor. Good job. You did it. Um, 
they like to affirm, but they also are the kind of people that are going to do home groups because they want to gather. They want to, to make sure everybody's okay. They want to make sure yeah. that nobody's upset because they like to fix things. They take care of the body. So yes, these are people, they take, care, they take the care of a lot of people who are already in the kingdom. And Not then the teacher, believers but believers. The teacher loves to um, apply scripture. He wants to see you apply scripture the proper way and how to be able to learn what the scripture says, not just, oh, this is what it says. And I, he wants you to understand what the, the words actually mean. They're the kind of people that do Bible studies. They're going to, they're going to go line upon line, precept upon precept for four hours. And they're like, oh, you want to do this for another four hours? And you're like, no, I haven't eaten breakfast or lunch and I need to get home. And they're like, okay, we'll see you next week. And you're like, yeah. okay, good. Yeah. That's good. But we need those people. We need all five of those type of people. Even if they're not in that office, we need those type of people in the church to grow the church to become yes. what God has called us to be. Because there's lots of people that are in each of those spots just, you know, operating in those type of um, giftings. Because if we don't have that, if you have just a bunch of people, like, can I, can I be honest with you guys? Right now everyone's like, I want to prophesy, I want to prophesy, I want to prophesy, I want to prophesy, I want personal prophecy, I want to hear what God's saying to me. And I'm like, that's great. But God is speaking to his church, okay? And if he spoke it, it's probably already been spoken in his word. But if you're all about just just so heavy and that's the only thing you do, there's no order. You know, they can get off there in the supernatural a lot. And they're, you know what I mean? You need a teacher to be like, does the word say that or are you just being emotional? Because it's really easy to hear from God because, and then our emotion can be tied to it, can't it? That's why we got to know the word so that we're prophesying someone, you know, to someone or about someone or about God's church that what we're prophesying lines up with the word of God. Yeah. We can't just prophesy because it feels good, you know, it's, and, and, oh, that sounds nice. We don't, I don't like nice things. I like good things. You know, one of the fruits of the spirit is not being nice. It's goodness. Yeah. There's a difference. Nice is fake, and they turn around and steal your wallet. They say it to your face, turn around, and we ain't doing that. Um, you know, but if you have evangelists, no one's coming to church. If you're heavy on just everyone's like, we got to get out, we got to preach the gospel. We gotta. Yes, you do. Do that every day in your life. But you need to come and get built up, come together, don't forsake the assembly. You know, if it's just pastors, they're not worried about the unsaved. They're like, I got to take care of everybody in the church. I got to take care of the body. I got to make sure they're okay, they're okay, they're okay. You know, if it's just teachers, everyone's going to be mad. Because you know what? Teachers forget you have emotions, and they're not really emotional. They're just like this, and you're like, but I feel. And they're like, I don't care about feelings. <laughs> we need that sometimes because sometimes our feelings are liars. But God gave them to us so they can also be good and they can be helpful to us, right? So, and then if you just have apostles, they just constantly want to build. And then just, it does, not just churches, but just everything. And they're always off thinking in that future, like, I want to do this, I want to do this. They're always architecting, forgetting about that you built something and you still got to care for what's there. So there's a reason that that's the fivefold because those together, your healthy local bodies are healthy. The you know corporate body is healthy, and we're growing. People are coming in, getting saved. People are maturing and growing up. You know what? I want to keep maturing. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to stay where I am. I don't think that I know enough of God's word. I don't think I've experienced enough of His presence, and I will never feel like that until I am with Him. Yeah. And so we need all of those things operating in our churches. We may not have them all sitting in there um, in that position because, as we know, it has to be called by Christ, has to be acknowledged by man. You know, here's a time of learning and growing. 
but we should have characteristics of that because if Christ is living in us, he gave us the Holy Spirit, we are going to have characteristics. We're going to care about other people, just like our party today. We're excited to do that because we actually like being with each other. Like we've said in here, we said, I don't know anybody who actually has an offense towards someone else in our church because we don't allow the spirit of offense. We prayed that specifically today. Guess what? If you have the spirit of offense, you're either going to get delivered or you're not going to come, you're, you're not going to like it here. Because we don't allow that. Yeah. We don't allow the things that the enemy wants to bring into the church in the church. So if you have the spirit of offense, you don't get very far. We're either going to deliver you or you're not going to make it past the door. Just being Come on. on. I mean, we need a good deliverance. <laughs> so We're not you, doing like that. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you look at the fivefold, it talks about the unity of Christ to build the body up. Um, there's, an, there's an interconnect with the fivefold, and it, it, I kind of look at it as like a barbell. Um, you have the fivefold is a sweet is a sequence of building. It's building the body, but it's also building the church. And you, in, in order to build muscle, what do you got to do? You got to add weight to whatever you're doing. Because mm -hmm. you can sit there and do this, but you just get tired. Yeah, it, it just gets tired. But here's the thing: is this after a while you get used to. It. When you add more weight to it and, and add some resistance, it starts to to grow that grow. So if you look at the, the fivefold, I want to look at it this way. The apostle and the prophet, they move the church forward. They're looking forward. They're seeing what God is saying, what he's doing, and they're pushing. The, they're, they're, sometimes they're dragging the church forward. Sometimes they're, they're, they're motivating the church forward. Now, the evangelist is where it ties the fivefold together, and I want to say it this way. Is evangelist. The evangelist is, helps grow the church. What he does is he goes out. He's like, he, he's going everywhere and getting people saved. He's, you know, he's going to the Walmart aisle that n nobody wants to go to. And he's getting six people saved at Walmart. And then they come to church the next week. But the foundational part that helps. You're talking about the Walmart clearance aisle? Yes. Yes, I am talking about that scary <laughs> it gets aisle. It's scary in there. It's a scary aisle. Um, but the, the, the two that really ground what the evangelist is doing is the shepherd and the teacher. They help to mm -hmm. heal the church, help the church be healthy, and they also grow believers to understand the word of God. Yeah. And without that, we have too many churches that go, and too many believers that go around, they think they know everything, but they can't stay rooted and grounded because they just go by every wind of doctrine. And that's Get what Ephesians roots. says. We have too many people that are blown away. Oh, it's this way. Now next week it's this way. And now I believe this way. And it's like, okay, make up your mind. Make up your mind and follow the word of God. And when you make up your mind, it should align with the mind of Christ. Yeah. That's a good thing. So we have too many people that are, are being blown around by every wind of doctrine that they see on TCT or TBN. And it's like, oh, yeah, this week I believe in jewel-encrusted crowns for my blessing. And then next week I believe in hankies that are prayed over. And, and, and we have too many people that, are, that get told what they believe by whatever preachers on that hour on the Christian radio station or and the television station. It's good to listen to people, but you still need to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ yeah. and say, okay, is what they said, does that line up with God's word? <clears throat> Excuse me. And including us. We can misspeak. We are human. Yeah. We may have, we may say something up here. That's why you should still be like, okay, they said this. I don't know. If, even if we say something up here when we're preaching, we're speaking, and you're like, I don't know if that's right. Well, then go find out in the word of God if it is. Don't just be like, well, they're up. No, man is fallible, God is not. Yeah. So we need, we need those gifts. What, what we have to also understand is those, the fivefold, whoever those people are in the local body and in the, in the area, those, those are still human beings, and they can mm -hmm. have bad days, and they can have struggles Flesh in their life. Moments. They're, still, they're still human, but God has put them in a different position in the church to help bring the church into a, a, a different place in the kingdom of God than 
just having one person run the church. Yeah. So um, Ephesians, we're gonna we're gonna be in Ephesians four, because um, <clears throat> that's really what it's about. Four, um, seven through thirteen. It says, "But to each of us." Grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore, he says, when he ascends on high, he led cap captivity captives and gave gifts to men. Now that he ascends, what does that mean? But also that he first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descends is also one who ascends far above all the heavens, and he might fill all things. So he's going to fill all things. And he himself, so this is Christ saying, Christ gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, <coughs> excuse me, some to be pastors, and some to be teachers for the equipping of the saints. So if you're not in that some, that does not mean you're less than or anything. He's saying because then it's their job to do a lot of the work to equip the saints. If you are saved, you have accepted Jesus into your life, you live for him, you have the Holy Spirit living on this inside of you, you're a saint. Okay? Don't be going into your spouse and be like, I'm a saint. Like, that's weird. Um, but he said he's equipped, we are to equip them for the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the, perfect, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So in that he's saying, just do the job that he's called you to do. We are all unique. He calls us to different things because we all are parts of the body. So don't covet or be jealous of another part of the body. Be encouraged that they're a different part of the body so that we can be complete. Sometimes when we go online, I'm like, how many apostles are online today? Because they all put in front of the Facebook name. How for many an apostle, whoever has an apostle in their title? It's some weird things yeah. like the apostles. scroll. Yeah, it was crazy. We're like the apostles of, I'm like, the apostles of restrooms. I don't know. It's weird. I was like, this is not. No. Yeah. You know the, what I mean? The problem is, is we have, and I heard a teacher say it this way one time. He said there's, there's two ditches, and the church has been in between two ditches. We've had it where the fivefold is dead, and it's only pastors, evangelists, and teachers. And we're going to stay in that. We don't want any of that. And we that, don't want to hear from God. Yeah. And we've been in that ditch for so long. And then, uh, then now we're in another ditch where everybody, hey, you know what? You planted a church, you're an apostle, and now everybody on Facebook puts the title of apostle behind their name just because they did one thing. And it's like that is that we've gone into the other extreme. We called everybody pastor for 200 years, and now we're calling everybody an apostle. Or for prophet. Some, yeah, or whatever reason, because they prophesied one time and they got it right. And now it's like, oh, you're a prophet. It's like, that's a bunch of crap. They're not. They're, now we've gone into the other ditch. I mean, it and, really is. And we're calling everybody fivefold names. I, I was listening to this and guy. And what we're going to do is we're going to get back on the road, on the yeah. path, the narrow path that God intended for us, get back to the word of God, get his government yeah. and his kingdom back in order so that we can actually fill the earth, you know what, and subdue it. Yeah. And that's why he says there are some. You know, if as the leader of the church, I can anoint myself as an apostle, but that's the stupidest thing on the face of the earth. Because here's the thing is, that makes me instantly a false apostle. Self-appointed still makes you a false apostle. Mm -hmm. God anoints those people. It's not, oh, yeah, I'm going to call myself this because I want to be this. People do, in our culture, we give ourselves titles because it makes us feel better about ourselves. And that's the problem is, is the church is, instead of feeling good about what Christ has given us, we have to instantly go, I'm going to bring my man insecurities into this and say, oh, how do I get a title? How do I get a, 
assistant to the regional manager or how do I get, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, how do I get a title in the church to make myself look good and be, then now and be able to control people? And if we need a title, like if there's sometimes, there's been times in your life it's like, I wish someone would recognize this or, or yeah. I want this title. And it, that if you feel that way, that's a sure thing that you can say, I have an identity issue in Christ that I need to get fixed. I need to get revelation on. So you don't get like, oh, no, this isn't me. I shouldn't do it. It's like, no, oh, my gosh, I just got revealed that I have an identity issue. Because first, even before the fivefold, even before elders, leaders, deacons, you know, helps, whatever it is, we are first a child of God. Yeah. And we have to know that identity. Yeah. So um, when we talked about that, and the other thing is if, if we're desiring that, there are times it's like God's put that on your heart. He has called you. Maybe it was a dream or a vision or he spoke to you or whatever. The many ways God speaks to us and you are called to that. You know, just remember that title carries a lot of weight. It's not, it's not always fun. It's heavy. And if Christ isn't carrying it with you, if you're doing it on your own, it's going to crush you. Yeah. Because it wasn't ever meant for you to carry on your own. Christ gave it. That means that he will come alongside, that he, you know, his burdens are light. They're called grace gifts for a reason because the person who is called to that office has a grace upon them from God to do the job by, that God has called them to be mm -hmm. part of. And that, not that we all don't have grace to do what God has called us to do, but that person has a special anointing because God has called them to do that. They're no, they're no di the problem is, is we've set those five-fold gifts in the American church now that America has switched over, started to switch to that. We're like, oh, hey, we're just going to give them the authority over all the church. And it, it's not that they're the authority over all the church. They're the ones called to build the foundations of the church. They're they not called to, to lord over the church. They're called to be the foundation of yep. the church so the church can become unified, can become mature. So yep. you guys don't need someone to say, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? You guys are we just need doing you, it. We need the fivefold to, to sure up the foundations mm -hmm. of the church because Christ is the foundation, but they are the, the framing and the building of the yep. church. Yes, that's good. So, we talked about the apostle are you ready to go to here yeah that's good go yeah. for it so we talked a little bit about the apostle but i'm going to talk about the prophetic office um and so right now we talked about so we spent years i got called into by christ in many years ago through a vision through a dream and then i spent 10 years of being trained and then when jonathan came who is a, a prophet he set me in, and we did it privately. We didn't do it, you know, pomp and circumstance. You know, we didn't do any cartwheels even. Um, but, um, and so in that, that, we've been very careful about not just putting positions. And it had to be approved. I spent years being approved by God and man in yeah. that. And so I have the ability now um, as, in sitting that is to be able to train and teach and most of you have been trained in the prophetic how many guys have went through prophetic training with me more than that i know that two no okay I'm more of you do but you, we have a hard time raising our hand um that's okay i would probably be that too just because how many guys are rebellious no. so i'm going to talk about the prophetic office and um it's not about one person hearing from god we don't want to be running to someone like, oh, look, they're a prophet. I need to hear about my life. We see that a lot, don't we? I don't know what's going on. What is God saying to me? You know, I want to call this person. I want to, I want to go to this conference. I want to chase this all around. And it's like God is speaking to you. You don't have to go like, oh, I got to, I mean, I call them conference chasers. 
I'm like, don't sit in the first three rows at a conference because they all crazy. They, they don't know how to hear God for themselves because they're worried that, like, I got to chase this person is more, they feel like a person is more anointed than the spirit of the Lord living in them. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't stand in the first three rows because they're always going to fall no matter what. The spirit of the Lord may not be on down. them. The, the person's just going to walk by them and they're like, oh, person walked by, I got to fall. And you got to watch out because you break an ankle in there, you know. And we, you know, and, and we've experienced, we believe, you know, there, there are times, we saw that in our church, you know, some people got hands laid on them, they got delivered, boom, they were down. <laughs> the spirit of the Lord's like, we're going to talk. Um, and then there's other that just got prayed over and God healed them right where they were. God restored them right where they were. God gave them revelation right where they were. And it's both good because it's not our choice, it's God's. Yeah. We don't do it for show. So, but really what a prophet's job is not to just hear from God. We do hear from God and we share it and we speak it, especially for the, ch the local body um, or region, wherever you're called to. Um, but it is really to equip other people so that they can hear from God teaching people how to hear from God for themselves. That's why I wrote a book on dreams, because it's like, you don't need to come. The reason I wrote a book on dreams is because so many people were coming to me to interpret their dreams, and I'm like, do you know you are the best person to hear from God for yourself? So I need to write a book to teach you how to do that. That's what the job is, is your job, if you are in one of the offices, is to work yourself out of a job. You should be training and equipping people so well that they don't need to come to you because they can immediately hear from the Lord because the Spirit of the Lord is living on the inside of them, right? That's good. They might come to you just, hey, I'm confirming this. That's great. But the, that is the job, to equip everyone to hear well. And um, it, it's a grace that a prophet carries. And when you are in that presence, you're, it talks about when people are prophesying, it's easier for people who have maybe not yet prophesied or didn't feel like they were good at it. All of a sudden prophecy just begins to happen in your churches or in your groups or things like that it's like atmospheric like when um was Saul when he was in the company of prophets all of a sudden he began to prophesy so it's kind of like that it's we begin to prophesy others prophesy and all of a sudden everybody can prophesy because it says in the bible also prophesy right so you guys are in all and so that means you can do it and so <clears throat> we're always equipping and releasing we equip Equipping and releasing. That means if there's any information that comes into a fivefold, they're also giving out. I know I'm, I want my water. Yours is too cold. She doesn't like ice. I like ice. Look at that. Um, and so the office is a life calling. You don't go to a church and be like, well, I got set in as a prophet, but I got mad at them or they got mad at me, and now I'm going to leave and now I'm not. No, no, that is a life calling no matter what culture, what church, what ministry, what employment you're in. If you are first, you are first a prophet once you get called into that, once you get set into that, anything you do. So you're like, well, I'm not in full-time ministry, but I've been called into You know what? That doesn't change. First, you are that. So when people come up to you on the street, when people follow you online, when people do all of these things, it is your job to equip them and meet their needs. And so that's what I'm talking about, the weight. So if some of you, if you're like, I want to be a prophet, okay, remember the weight. You never get to go anywhere without somebody coming up to you. Don't think you're going to Walmart or Meyer without somebody coming up to you. So if you're that person that's like, I like to get in and out, you don't get to do that anymore why she goes in one exit and I go in the other exit and I get what I need and I meet her at the car. 
you know, and that's kind of the way it is. And that's just a kind of a little example. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying that's hundred percent true every single time, but I'm saying is you become that gift. You don't just get to be like, oh, I'm going to turn this off because I'm not in church on Sunday or I'm not here. I'm going on vacation. That just doesn't happen. And it's not something you ask for or seek. It becomes, it is a calling by Christ an acknowledgement of man. Then you are called, it's your responsibility to get equipped. So if, you, if you're going into a fivefold, it's then also your, if God's called you, start getting equipped. That, do you know what that means? So let's say you're called into pastor or you're called into, you know, evangelist. You better find everything that God says about that, right? If you're going to equip others, you better be fully equipped. You better know the word of God. And that's, that's why when Christ calls somebody to the time they usually are set in, there's a lot of years because you're growing up. And so in that, we talked a little bit, apostles govern. They kind of look over and say, what's going on, that big picture. But prophets give guidance, direction for the next. They correct and direct. And that's the difference is when you're giving someone personal prophecy and you don't know them, very rarely is it going to be like, hey, just go around everybody, start correcting everybody in the church. Let's see how that works out, right? No, but corporately, a prophet is meant they can correct and direct. Most of the time when correction comes from you, don't even realize. And I think sometimes (laughs) the ignorance of people is they they hear the word prophet and they think, oh, no, they're going to call out my sin in front of everybody. Like they're reading my mail. They're going to call out all my sins in front of the church. And we have to look at an Old Testament prophet and a New Testament prophet. Um, John the Baptist was a a good example of of Old Testament prophet living in in a new time he was an old testament prophet but he was living in the time of jesus mm-hmm. he called out the sin but then jesus was calling people to into him. into a relationship mm-hmm. with him john was saying repent jesus is like follow me mm-hmm. and i think what happens is, is because we are uneducated in it we have to start to learn more about it and say okay what what does the operation of a prophet look like we still need that correction yeah we still need that correction from from a prophet in that way because that's what a prophet is still called to do but they're also called to build up encourage and edify the body of christ not just call out everything that's wrong with the church and And i I think that's everybody the problem is we have too many youtube prophets calling out what's wrong with the church because they they sell and not restoring i would say anytime i have a correctional word that god gives me it always restores and builds them back and gives some like god never gives me a correctional or a directional word without giving the answer to get set free from that to change to turn from it's like hey this is leading you to death here's what's going to lead you to life almost every directional correctional word so that's the difference right there is it will always build even a correctional a a correctional or directional word that is from the lord will build the kingdom, not tear it down. It will turn people to Christ, not make them flee from Christ. Does that make sense? Good. All right. Samir, you. Um, where are we at? You got something? I, I do, know. sorry. All right, come on. Um, I'm just asking the Lord because no, I, I don't sure feel like I'm supposed to go on to that. So I don't just, think, yeah. I'm I, just, I've got mine. Well, so I just feel like God says it, there's something that you need there. So, you know, so if we look at the, the building up, um, we go, going back to apostle. Apostle is anointed to go. Mm-hmm. It, they're called the wise master builder, a sent one. Um, they're anointed to go into new territory. They're basically a divine bulldozer. They go and clear that. No, they are. If you look, what are the? 
Paul did. What did he do? He went into areas and he cleared out Not gonna the really, strongholds. You're going to be loved by apostles are loved by people who want to grow the kingdom. They are not liked by a religious spirit because if the religious spirits in the church and saying, hey, we allow abortion, that's okay. We allow these things. You know what? They're not going to like it because they're going to stand that's up in uh, front of everyone and say, I don't care. No. Y'all seen the holy nope? That's what you look Nope. Get up and you and walk out. And I think out. about during COVID when churches shut down, we said, you know what? We're going to ask the Lord what he wants us to do. And God said, if you go and none will be sick among you. And we started meeting. We grew. It was amazing. Like, we just thought, we're not shutting down the word of God. And we've talked to pastor after pastor, and they're like, oh, we just struggled through those years. I'm like, we grew. We expanded. People got baptized in the spirit. People got baptized in water. People got set free. People got delivered. People got healed. You know, that's another thing. If you have an apostolic leader, you will see signs and wonders will follow. That's why we see healings. We see restorations. We see deliverances. You know, we see signs and wonders and miracles. We've seen miracles with expanding finances and jobs and all of these things because, and it says, when you are doing his word, you will see that. So I look at that, and that is you bulldoze, and everyone says, when the enemy says, no, you can't, they're like, I don't care. I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. And you know what? Those voices that are still, that want to be in sin, they're not going to like you. So keep shouting. Keep going over them. Bring a new sound over it because they're trying to intimidate and scare you. And you cannot be intimidated when you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If we look at if we look at apostles, they they have um, the ability to go into places that they shouldn't have shouldn't be able to go. You read you read about the history of the church and you read about the the, the original apostles. Yep. They were going into places that they shouldn't have ever been able to go in with grace. They went into you know Thomas was going through. You know, uh, Eastern Asia going into India, going into India. I mean, a lot of these guys died on the mission on the mission field because they were called to go. Um, yep. Paul says actually in First Corinthians sixteen nine, he says this. He goes, "For a door was wide, excuse me, for a wide door uh, for effective work was open to me, and mm -hmm. there were many adversaries." That's the thing is, sealed doors will be open for them. They will be mm -hmm. able to go into areas that no one ever expected a church to go into, a, a person to go into and preach the gospel, and they went into areas, and, and they were able to effectively preach the gospel. Come but on. then also it says in, um, sorry, good. i got to no, get to, I should have wrote these down, but my handwriting sucks, and I can barely read what I wrote and here. I think so. you're still going on that. So when he's talking about opening doors, and you look at things, it's like, how do they have favor there? How are people following them? Why are people doing If people are following you, it's probably because you're a natural leader. It doesn't matter what people people say. And God's opening doors. And, and other people, they've tried to do that, and it doesn't work. Yeah. People told us, don't you ever plant a church in Hesperia. It's too small. It'll never work there. Yeah, they're no longer my friends. Well, you are not God, so I'm going to listen to God. People told us, you can't worship with a CD. you got to have people up there so that they can be glorified. It's like, no, this is what God says because he's going to get all the glory and you know what? He's doing something new here. And people come here and they're like, yeah, I got healed during worship. I got set free. I'm like, yeah, because we're focused on God. So when people say you can't, ask God what he says. Most of you that message me or talk to me, I usually say, well, what did God say? Ask him first because you know what? He will open doors that man cannot, that yeah. your education cannot, that your family cannot, that your strength cannot. He can open doors because if he's called you, no one's going to stop you. Paul says in um, on, 2 Corinthians 2, he says, 
when I came to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ, even though the door that the Lord had opened for me, my spirit was not at rest because I did not find my brother Titus there. So it shows that God opened that door specifically for Paul to go in there. Mm -hmm. um, and that word actually, door, actually means is thura in, in the Greek, and it actually means a bolted door or a rare opportunity. So Paul's saying there was a rare opportunity for me to sneak into that place. How many times did Paul sneak out of places? You know what I mean? Like he snuck in and he would sneak out. He'd get stoned and then he'd get up and leave. And they're probably like, we just stoned this guy to death, apparently. And he gets up and walks out. But Come on. Paul went into rare opportunities. He would, he would go into those areas and preach the gospel because God opened that door, yep. that bolted door, that sealed door, and w had him walk through that door. Um, so there's opportunities but the, the apostle carries a heavy load. Um, they're anointed to walk through the sealed doors, but they're also going into areas that are hostile. And I don't mean like, oh, we don't like Jesus. We're talking like hostile areas of... In the supernatural. In the supernatural, but also in the natural, if you look mm -hmm. at the original apostles yeah, and read some both. of the history of the church, they went into areas, and some of those guys were, were speared to death by the locals because they didn't want to hear about Jesus Christ. They didn't like what they were preaching. Um, so apostles are... Um, pioneers, they're master builders. First Corinthians uh, three talks about that. They take dominion over the area for Jesus Christ. They allow the Holy Spirit to move in that area. Um, they like to go in and start to clear out hospitals. They like mm -hmm. to clear. They like to to bring good news to the poor. Mm -hmm. um, they think about the kingdom more than they think about anything else. Yep. Uh, they thrive in difficult regions. They have. Um, really good insight and bring special revelation to believers and that wise master builder they get downloads from the holy spirit how to build the church and how to lead the church in that right direction yeah um and that's where our, our culture needs to step the pastors are great don't get me wrong but they yeah, are them, they yeah. are more gatherers and keepers they like to make sure that uh, sheep are uh, fed and fat mm -hmm. but we need but rarely does the church grow from that they may grow in uh, knowledge, but they don't grow and they don't reach the, the loss. They tend to be uh, an exclusive club. And we need uh, apostolic people and apostles to lead the church forward, to go into the places that need, people say, oh, to. you probably shouldn't go there. You know how many people told me I should not plant a church here? Oh, you'd be better off in Fremont. There's more people in Fremont. I'm like, I don't want them. We don't need a lot of people. We need a few good people that God's I'm like, called. I want, I'm like, God called us here. He planted us here. This is where what we're doing. We're going to this town. We live in this town, and we need a church here to help set people free. And we've and, had to learn a lot of things because yes. there was times we wanted to listen to man, and it didn't work. Yeah, you, People you are like, you guys got to do a band, and we're like, but we don't feel like God said it. And we tried to do it, and it did not work. I mean, we have tons of people in here right now that can sing and play and do all this, and God's like, nope. And we just keep, people keep, yeah. oh, if you did this, if you change this, I'm like, you know what? We're going to hear from God. We're going to hear from God. And that's the thing is, and if we get it wrong, then we have to be repentive yeah. and do that. But we remember when, remember when we used to set up two rows and we'd spread the chairs out real far, make it look good, you know, and you guys were coming, but the faithfulness of that, so many people have come into the kingdom and got saved from five or 10 people from people saying, no, we're going to do what God says, and we're not going to give up, even when it looks like the opposite, even when it looks like no one's coming, nothing's happening, it looks like everyone's still immature and not growing, and God's like, it's coming, it's it's the seed under the dirt right now, it's going to pop up, and look at this, We've this is every chair we have in this place right now, out, and I think that's pretty great for a town of 
eight, nine We're really going for butts in the people. seats is what we're going for. And, yeah. But, got, but what I'm saying, got, no, but see, we don't, we don't, we always say we'll grow you to, when we go to um, leadership things, um, people are always like, how many people you got coming? I was like, just me and Matt. <laughs> just, just, they're like, what? Like, oh yeah, we have kids too. We don't count them. Because I'm thinking if that's your goal, then your goal is not the heart of Christ. I don't want to I don't want to know about that business junk. I want to teach people the fivefold. I want to teach people the operation of the kingdom so that we can grow and mature because one person cannot do that. We one person already did that. His name is Jesus, and there will never be another one. There will never be another one. We have to we have to start when when somebody asks us how many people you got at church, it's because they're looking at what man is doing not what God is doing. Mm -hmm. They want to compare. And it, it, we compare ourselves to each other. We look at stupid internet. We compare ourselves. Oh, I don't look like this, or I don't do this, and I don't I have as much talent as this. And that's what the, <laughs> the church tends to do with each other. They look at a church, well, they got this many people, so they're more successful than me, and I want to know what they're doing. They may just have a bunch of heathens that don't care about God, but they're enjoying what they do because they get together and have food or something like that. But God does not look at the outside. He looks at the inside, mm -hmm. and I want to grow big people. I want to grow big people that are have depth and not wide and as shallow as a birdbath. Yeah. We, we've got too much birdbath mentality in, in church and Christianity. We need people that are deep and understand deep. the word of God and can, and can teach the word of God to the next generation. You guys who have kids, you're all in charge of teaching your kids the word of God. I mean, our Jared, children's church gets, do great. Jared kids. and the kids' church get to do it once a week, but your job is to Every teach your day. kids to be deep in the word of God. All day. And if you're not deep in the word of God, they're not going to be. Yep. They're your fruit. And yep. I just, so in that, um, I just think we need to understand so that we're not looking to like for position. We're looking, God, what have you called me to? Keep asking God, what do you want me to do? We're doing the activate because we want to help activate you in your calling. What things has God said about you? What has God spoke to you? Because if, if you're called to, you know, eldership and, and lead a local church if you're called to fivefold if you're called you know to be deacons if you're called to be leaders you know over a children's church over over a ministry over you know something online i don't know or if you're called to just helps it's okay usually there's few that pioneer and there's a lot of settlers that's okay because settlers help expand right because they're doing all of the things that maybe who god is called here they don't have time to do, and so those are just as important. And, you know, those, of, those who are just soakers right now, who are just coming in and receiving, we know that that's a season because maybe you came out of something that was unhealthy and you need healing. Maybe you're sick in your body and you need healing. Like it's a season, you know, and I think so many times we try to think, if I give them a job, they'll stay in my church. If I give them a job, if I give them a title, they'll stay. No. They won't. If there is brokenness, if there is offense, if there is selfishness that they have not dealt with, it doesn't matter. You can do everything right. They will not. So that's why we need to know how that sets up and realize I fall into that leadership somewhere in the, king, in the government of God. I might be a soaker right now. Some of you were soakers. We always said don't ask people to serve when they come in the church. Matt's like, we're not asking to serve. They, they're here because they need to get refreshed. And some people who've been through severe traumas, that's two years. And then God calls and they say, hey, we want to serve. I'm like, great. Just waiting. I was waiting for them to hear from God. 
not us. Like, get them in here, get them, do this, destroy them, take their gifts, and break them down. Right, Dustin? You've experienced that, haven't you? If you guys haven't heard, he has an amazing gift for psalmist music. He can play, like, <laughs> Carl's, yeah, I mean, Carl, I mean, this, Sorry, I'm calling you out. It's your first time here, but I know you, and I don't care. I know you, and, and you are a very, very bold person who follows the word. But these two guys, they can play like nothing. But you know what? You might not know that on the street, but it's like people would use you for that, wouldn't they? You've both been people like, I want to take that gift from you, and I want to put you here. And I, I, I just think about that. Dustin was talking the other day, and it's like people would be like, hey, come play on our worship band. Well, do you even know if they're saved? We don't care. I was like, pastor said they don't care if you're saved, but they want your gift. You see why we need order and we need to know that sometimes we need to just stay and get healed and get healthy. And then sometimes we just help. We're like, you know what? I can do this. Great. I love that. If you can do coffee, if you can do welcome table, if you can just go out and evangelize to the people at your work, that's great. All, every single spot is important, yes. but we just want to have the understanding so that we don't try to put ourselves in a spot or get in a spot that we're not graced for, and then it actually um, what is, uh, burns us out. Yes. If you're feeling, come on. <laughs> yep. yep. Come on. That's good. See, I told you. I knew. See, come on. Good. I love it. And that's exactly right. You, you can only. But if you don't know that they're, you know, I mean, that's the thing is a lot of people are broken and they don't have that boldness to, to be able. That's why we want to teach people how to hear from God so they know. So they can be like, hey, you're telling me that this is what I'm supposed to do. I've had lots of pastors. When me and Matt, we left a church because there was sin going on and they didn't want to deal with it and they looked right at Matt because I didn't even know I wasn't even called into the spot yet I hadn't even I didn't understand I'd lived it my whole life and they said we want you to have your wife's gifts they sat right at him because they believe and Matt's like no number one I would never do that number two her life's crazy and she has to do all this spiritual warfare and things are going on and people coming up to her I don't know how like, much she sleeps tonight I don't I mean I definitely don't so yeah. I think it was two nights ago, I was, like, the enemy was really attacking. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm like, I'm just in this, like, God just, there's something going on right now. Don't worry. Yeah. There's like, times where live. she wakes up in the middle of the night. She goes, I just need you to pray for me. And yeah. I just pray with Please her. Please pray right now. Yeah. And so, but I looked at that and I'm thinking, no one, if he would have said, oh, yeah, they're going to give me this position and I will covet my wife's gifts, that would have destroyed our family. Because those weren't meant for him. They were meant for me and his gifts were meant for him. They probably didn't like it. I just laughed at him when they said that. You know, so. And we wiped our feet and we left because yeah. we thought we will not go against the word of God. And I think that's exactly true what you said. Like you have, they cannot use you. If you know the word of God, you know I got to ask God first. I don't care what you yeah. say. I don't care what you want. I got to hear what God says. So yeah. I don't know where we're going now. Anyway, it's good. It's you, good. If you look at the, the, the hierarchy oh, of goodness. church, and I say that in, in very soft tones but if you look at the leadership of the church what did what was jesus jesus was the servant to all servant or of first. all and that is the thing is he knew he modeled servant leadership and we we need to get back to that mindset of i'm here to serve people yes. and serve christ not for them Be to served. serve me the, yep. our, our job as leaders is not for you to serve us our job is to serve you guys and you guys job yeah. is to serve other people mm -hmm. so we become servants 
of yeah. everybody. Paul says, I've become everything to everybody. And he's not saying I compromise. He's just saying, I will do what it needs to do Whatever to help God people grow, to, to help people become better at what they're doing. Our job is to lead you guys to learn, to teach you how to be servants, to teach your kids how to be servants. So your kids serve and your grandkids serve. And the church grows when we serve each other. We don't grow when we're all looking to get our needs met by each other. Oh, well, they have this gift and I need this from them and I need this. There's times where we go to people because they have the gifting, but our job is to learn to come here, not to yep. be served, but to serve. Yep. We don't come to church to be served. We come to church to serve other people. And, and I just want to um, close on this and yeah, say this, that you guys are really, really good at that. And I don't think you realize how healthy you guys are as a body. You guys naturally take care of each other. You don't have offense to each other. You guys uh, rejoice when something good happens to each other. You guys are constantly throughout the week on our WhatsApp praying for each other, standing in the gap for each other, and it's amazing. And be thankful. Thank God that you have that because that is not the norm. That is not. And you know what? And we just need to continually give God glory and praise and thanks for that because, you know, we've just took the word of God and we keep going back to it and saying, okay, as we grow, what do we need to do next? Because we want it to be healthy. That's one of our distinctives in our local church is we want healthy families because if you're not healthy in your family, it's going to be really hard to go out and serve other places because you're going to be trying to get those needs met. But you guys are doing amazing because – you guys keep putting God first. And I'm saying keep doing that. Keep putting God first over everything in your life, and you will continue to grow. You will continue to see blessing. Yeah. And, allow, and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. There's mm -hmm. times where we feel like we want to do something, and it's just time. times we have to step back and say, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you telling me to do? There's times as, uh, with us as a couple, you know, in our our marriage and in leadership for leading church, we have to step back and just like last night we were having a conversation and it got heated, but I'm saying, I'm saying about I'm church, about church. And I'm bringing a conversation to her because the teacher in me saying this, and, and my she's prophetic like, oh. voice is like, we have to hear from God. doesn't then, matter what it looks I'm like. Cause it looked her, very, not by intentionally, but it's antagonizing her <laughs> gifting. And I'm like, okay, step back. And then a couple minutes later, in the natural, it looked yeah. like this should not, this does not look ordered. This does not yeah. look right. And I said, I know this looks scary but we're supposed to do this. Yeah. I know this doesn't look like everything should in your teacher mind, but I know God has said it. And I asked you, I said, have I, have you, can you think of any time that I've given a word over the church and said, we need to go this way and it has caused destruction. Yeah. And he said, no, I said, your job is to keep here, but I hear from God and we go and then yeah. we, we move yeah. and then you and, move and us. It was, it was an argument, but it was, it wasn't a, oh, we're going to split the church argument. It was us saying, okay, this is, where is God leading? And it, what, like, it talks about in Acts 6, I believe, I'm sorry. I we can't were remember keeping each other accountable. We were keeping each other accountable, but it says it, sent, it seemed good to us, like it said with the apostles, it seemed good to us that we should do this. And we felt like the Holy Spirit was in it, so we said, okay, we're going to do this. So the argument got over quickly, semi-argument, and then a couple minutes later, she's reading something, and she, and she highlights something, and she says, and she was showing me something, and I'm not going to get into it, but she says, this is why we have those arguments on certain things, because this is who you are, and this is wh who, who I am, I am and, in, and our how, in our giftings, and what you, in what we are called to do, and I said, okay, that makes a little more sense, yeah. so it's, uh, as we grow as a church, We're you're going, you're going to, gonna, your giftings are going to come out, and some of your giftings rub the other giftings the wrong way, but it's the learning how to be mature in love, 
and speak the truth in love with each other. Everyone you, who's married yeah, just said it. Yeah, everybody that's married <laughs> understands that. But it's our job to speak we the truth in love to each together. other to be able to work that out because as iron sharp, sharpens iron, one man sharpens another, and it helps the body to become mm -hmm. more mature and it helps the body to become more um, limber and be able to um, agile Expand. to be able to to do what they need to do. When we are we are functioning the right way as the body should, we are able to move quicker and able to move to where God wants Just us to do expanding. without having to fight to do every movement. Yeah, that's good. And that, let's pray. Let's do All this right. discussion.